everyone to Couch Potato Diary on this Thursday. My name is Peter Klein. Thank you very much for tuning in today. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you like the video, subscribe to the channel. If you're listening in podcast form, remember, rate, review, subscribe wherever you can. Um, if you want to find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, I'm at PrimetimeKlein, twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK, and you can email the show, CouchPotatoDiary, at yahoo.com. Coming up on the show today, yesterday we focused on the greatest CFL players of all time. Today, we focused on the greatest CFL players of now, uh, as we look at the best players in the league. Uh, and then it is NFL Power Rankings with a today's ticket to close the show. Just full disclosure, I am taping this on Wednesday afternoon, um, so if something gigantic has changed anything from today's ticket that is um that's why so let's get on with it looking at the cfl We are inching closer to the 110th Great Cup between the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and the Montreal Alouettes. And so today I thought good time to just like calibrate where are we in the league and look at the best players in the CFL for 2023. Um, starting this one off, we are going local, uh, local Calgary, not necessarily local to the, the team I cheer for. Um, Micah Alway, uh, I think that he is an absolute game wrecker on the defensive line and uh, a Stampeders team that was wildly inconsistent on the defensive side of the ball this year, but I thought Alway, while playing, was exceptional this year. Um, just kind of like a, a one-man pass rush at times, but I really liked his game. So Micah Alway is uh, coming in at number 10. At number nine, um, someone who might miss the Grey Cup, Dalton Schoen, uh, wide receiver for Winnipeg. He has just become so reliable in a, um, a number of different areas for this Winnipeg team. And um, that they have, I, I think, a couple of players that they can choose from in terms of, like, who is going to come up big. We saw Lawler come up huge for them in the West Final against BC, but Schoen has really become one of those guys where he's not covered even when he's covered, that, that sort of a thing. And so I, I think because of that, he is going to... Um, I think potentially move up this list a little bit, but I I really like him. Um, at eight, it is his uh, teammate, Jackson Jeffcoat, who... Uh, what we saw in the, I mean, look, when your defense can, picks up 10 sacks in the West final, you're going to have a couple of guys on here. He is still, again, a game wrecker up the middle with the, the pass rush. And it is, it's something you have to account for. And it's something I don't know if Montreal is ready for coming up this Sunday in the Grey Cup. But I, I just feel like, um, the, the almost like it, it sounds almost cliche, but the ferocity with which he can rush the quarterback and get to the QB with, um, he, he deserves to be on this list at seven. It is Cameron judge. Uh, that's a little bit of carryover from his time in Saskatchewan. Um, I don't know if he had the best year this year, but he was one of those guys who felt like he was always around the field, um, or around the ball. Um, you look up, it's like, oh, well, he's got 14 tackles. Of course he does. He's quick in the pass rush. He's decent in coverage as well. And so I, I think because of that, um, he deserves a spot on this list, but just behind someone who basically does the same thing, I think just a little bit better. And that's Winton McManus out in Toronto. When they played the, the, the stamps watching that game, it was like, man, is there four of this dude? Because it is remarkable how all over the field he is. He's great in pass coverage. He's really good um, in the run stop. He's really good in um, pass rushing as well. That this is absolutely someone who you can build a defense around. He can be a foundational piece for a defense, and he's been that so far with the Toronto Argos. Um, at five, it's Vernon Adams. Not the best West final for him, but... 
he can kind of do it all as a QB. Like the, the Hail Mary worked at the end of the first half against Winnipeg. Um, he can do it with his legs. He can um, short pass, long passes, whatever you need him to make. You'd like to see him do it in the bigger spots a little bit more. And so that's why he is down at five on this list. But I I still think that this is one of the most talented human beings in the Canadian Football League. And I think it's been nice that he had a almost full season, basically healthy. Um, and we'll, we'll see if that can continue. Because if that does, then I think he moves up these rankings year after year. At four, it is Willie Jefferson. Again, still one of the premier pass rushers in the Canadian Football League. And... Like, you just, you don't want to get into second and long against Winnipeg because of Jeff Coat and Jefferson, guys who are just absolute game wreckers on the defensive side of the football. At three, it is Brady Oliveira, um, running back for Winnipeg. I mentioned it when we were breaking down the division finals. He was a tone setter for Winnipeg in that West final against BC. The leg drive he has, he's valuable in the pass game. He's valuable, obviously, as a runner. He can kind of just do it all. And so because of that, I know this is not a running back heavy league, although I think it should start to be a little bit more. Um, running backs who can get you five, six yards on first down based on the nature of the Canadian Football League are so important. And Oliveira is one of those guys. And then we get to the top two. You know who they're going to be. At two, it's Zach Caleros. Um, he has a chance to really define a legacy this weekend in the Grey Cup as he goes for championship number three. Um, we've always known he has been kind of this talented. It was just a matter of can he stay healthy? Well, he's staying healthy now. And that is a huge boost to, to what we've seen. Again, can make all of the throws. Athletic enough. You, you forget about it sometimes, but athletic enough that he can get out and run and really burn you a couple of times a game. He is so tough to defend and pretty smart with the football as well. So Caleros is at two, which means number one is Chad Kelly. Just the year he had, I can't not put him as number one. It was a rough East final. It really was. And so to stay here at number one next year, we need to see that kind of a thing go away. But for now, Chad Kelly is my number one player. So, um, bulletin more material for Montreal because I don't have anyone on there for their team. And the team that they beat, I have them at number one. But those are my CFL player rankings for this year. Um, all right, let's now get into the NFL. It is power rankings going into week 11 already, man, in the NFL. Uh, we begin at the bottom. The Carolina Panthers are the new team at the bottom as uh, they come in at 32. We're not going to spend a whole lot of time on all of these, but... Oh, my cat's in here. That scared the heck out of me. Um, Carolina's just a bad football team. But, like, that, there's no way around it. There's no aspect of the sport that they do really well at. Um, they're, they're bad. Um, in at number 31, it's New England. Like, it has fallen so hard. And now, not even a pretty good defense can save them. What a disaster of a season. They don't know who their quarterback is going forward. Um, they, they don't have any pieces for any quarterback to throw to. They have, like, one talented player on offense and a few on defense. But that's not even showing up really now. It's, it's dreadful out in New England. Um, at 30, it's the Giants. Daniel Jones is done for the year. Tommy DeVito is not an NFL quarterback. This offense is not an NFL offense. Defense is all right. Um, and so that's why they're not below New England and Carolina. But it, it's awful, obviously, with New York Giants. Um, at 30, it's Green Bay. Part of this is just disappointment. Um, I had high expectations for this team this year. But Jordan Love isn't it. That The defense is just kind of mid. Um, it's, it's really bad in Green Bay. And I think they're going to need to make quite a few changes now coming up this offseason. Uh, at 28, it's Arizona. They were down at um, 32 before, so this is an improvement, and I think they're going to continue to come up. I, I think they're going to sneak up on some teams now. Kyler Murray looked healthy, and he looked good, and 
I I think it'll be really interesting if Arizona gets number one because he Kyler Murray kind of looked like a dude again. Now you can kind of reset the salary cap um, by bringing in a number one overall pick quarterback and then trading Kyler Murray away. Um, but man, this is a really really talented quarterback, and now all of a sudden the future feels a little bit more bright out in Arizona. Um, so again, the bottom five this week: Carolina. Uh, the worst team in the league, New England, the Giants, the Packers, and Arizona. Just to say, uh, just ahead of that bottom five is Chicago. I mean, they got a win, so there's that. Justin Fields is coming back. Maybe he shows us what he's got, but it's rough out there in Chicago right now. At 26 at, uh, is Atlanta. Um, the Ritter-Heineke combo isn't really working. Arthur Smith is not the right coach. Like, it's it's... There are pieces that you like. We say it every week, but it's just not gelling out there in Atlanta now. At 25, it's the Jets. They probably should be below Atlanta. Uh, just reading this along now. That was an uh, an embarrassing game. Back-to-back -back really awful games for the New York Jets. Um, and now it doesn't seem like Wilson's getting benched. They're not going to make a change at offensive coordinator. They're kind of just stuck. Uh, but that was an awful game that dropped them quite a bit in the power rankings. At 24, it's Washington. They have flashes, um, but... Not a great team. At 23, it's Denver. That was a nice win against the Buffalo Bills. They've won way more than I think they deserve. But you you watch these games. This is not a good football team. More often than not, it's their opponents stubbing their toe, not what Denver is actually doing. At 22, it's the Vegas Raiders. Um, Antonio Pierce has brought uh, a different feel to the Raiders than they have had in a really long time. This is still not a talented team. They need to get quarterback figured out ASAP. Um... And then there's so many aspects of the defensive side of the ball that they need to get figured out. They have Crosby, they have Adams. Uh, we'll see how much longer they have Jacobs, and that's kind of it on this team right now. At 21, it's Indy. They get out of Germany with a win, but that was an ugly game, and this continues to be... It's a building year for, for Indy, and it's too bad Richardson got hurt. At 20, it's the Tennessee Titans. They just couldn't move the ball against Tampa Bay. This offensive line is a problem. Derrick Henry is not doing what he used to do, and so this offense feels very, very stale at the moment. At 19, it's Minnesota. They had one of the more fun wins of the weekend with Josh Dobbs coming in, and now they're still hanging around it. I still don't think it's a great football team, but they're hanging around it in the NFC. At 18, it is the LA Rams. We'll see what happens with Matthew Stafford coming back if this offense can get back on track, but I, I view them this high because of the potential of this offense. Um, at 17, God, I wish you would quit doing that. Uh, at 17, it's New Orleans. This offense is just brutal. Um, defensively, they can play a really, really good football game. But offensively, there's just nothing there with this team. At 16, it's Tampa Bay. I'm, I'm backing off, um, Tampa Bay as a division winner. Although, it's not like New Orleans and Atlanta are run away with this thing. Um, they, they picked up a good win here against the, the Tennessee Titans. They were able to move the ball offensively. Their defense looked good against a bad offense, so that's great. Um, they're gonna hang around again. At 15, it's the LA Chargers. At least the offense looked good. Um, defense couldn't stop a nosebleed. It, it just, it's one problem after another with the LA Chargers, which is kind of that franchise in a nutshell. Um, at 14, it is the Seattle Seahawks. That was a win they needed really, really badly. Uh, but still, they, I don't know if they've looked impressive in one game this season. It, it's, it's been a tough watch for Seattle, but Again, we say it, there are pieces you like. Speaking of teams that are a tough watch, at 13, it's Pittsburgh. They just keep winning, so we keep having to move them up a little bit. Um, but the, the second they lose back-to-back -back games, which they might, because they have Cleveland and I think Baltimore coming up, um, 
I will gladly move them down the rankings. With, with a, a smile on my face and a tear in my eye, I will send them down the rankings. Uh, at 12, it's Houston. This might be an overreaction, but holy hell, that's one of the best wins this season. Um, it seemed like Cincy, it's like, okay, they're back on track. Here they come. And that was a, a real legitimate win for the Houston Texans. At 11, it's Jacksonville. That looked really bad against San Francisco. Um, like, it, that, that is one of those games, much like Seattle and Detroit before against Baltimore. That's one of those games where it's like, oh boy, we have to kind of recalibrate everything about where we think this team is at this year. At 10, it's Cleveland. That was a great come-from-behind win against Baltimore. And then this next group, um, Buffalo, Detroit, Cincinnati, Baltimore, Dallas. That's how I have them. Um, nine, eight, seven, six, five. So Buffalo at nine, Detroit at eight, Cincy at seven, Baltimore at six, Dallas at five, really Miami at four. Um, all of these teams are, I know you're good, but I can't trust you to be great yet. Though That's where all of these teams are. Even if there is a, a quick showing of greatness, um, I, I need to see a lot more from these teams after performances over the last few weeks. Um, in at number three, I have Kansas City. On a bye, um, they're just good, but still a receiver away, I think. Um, at two, it is the San Francisco 49ers. They they felt like they got back on track this week. And so again, it feels like there's a three-tier team at the top again with them, Kansas City, and the number one team in all the land, the Philadelphia Eagles coming back from a bye. What a Monday nighter this is going to be. Um, all right, that is your power rankings for the week. Let's close the show with today's ticket. All right, four games on the ticket today. And again, I am taping this on Wednesday. Um, so if something drastic has changed in these, I apologize. Um, I got Detroit at plus 103 against Ottawa. I just thought, like, Detroit kind of ate Ottawa's lunch the last time they played. And I I just think Detroit's better. That's basically what this comes down to. Um, Arizona minus one, uh, 105 against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Again, Arizona, I think, is playing some decent hockey right now. And I don't trust Columbus, so uh, give me Arizona as just a slight favorite there. Uh, Vancouver, plus 105 against Calgary. They're going to be on a back-to-back, -back, but the Flames have lost to teams on back-to-backs before this season, and the Canucks are just on an absolute heater. So give me uh, give me Vancouver, uh, plus 105 there. And uh, finally, San Jose. Um, I think I'm just going to get go against San Jose all the time here now. Uh, we're going to go St. Louis, minus 1.5 against the Sharks. Uh, so that is today's ticket, and that is today's show. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Remember, like the video, subscribe to the channel. If you're listening in podcast form, leave a rating, subscribe to the channel, or just any kind of review, whatever the um, system is on wherever you're listening. Always appreciate that. Um, Coming up on the show tomorrow, on Friday, it is going to be a Fights in Football Friday. We're going to look at fights to make after UFC 295. We are going to do a Grey Cup preview and an NFL preview. Uh, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Thank you all so much for tuning in. And remember to follow me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm at PrimetimeKlein, twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK. You can email the show, CouchPotatoDiary, at yahoo.com. Talk to you all later. Have a good day, everyone. I'm out.